Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Street Gospel Podcast. I'm your host, Dave One. And this is episode number... Hey, yo, Cam, what episode is this? Episode number 83. Yo, if you saw the last episode, episode number 82 with Jared Nava. Uh, a great story. Jared Nava was uh, on. I was featured on a Netflix documentary called They Call Us Monsters. Uh, was sentenced to 162 years. Uh, and by the grace of God, he got freed after only doing eight years. Uh, a great story of a guy that's uh, not only taking responsibility for what he did, but also he's giving back and not just going away, but he's making uh, his life worth it. So if you haven't checked out that story, make sure you check out that story. Uh, and if you like it and you already have checked it out, make sure you share with somebody because uh, that's how we get more subscribers, more followers, more listeners, and we appreciate that. But uh, today we have a guest, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to have this guest right here. And you know, I, I like to play a little, a little intro music right here. So I know she's like, she likes that, that, that West Coast vibe. I mean, a, a, a good little mix of like, I was thinking like DJ Quick, uh, a little hyphy kind of from the Bay Area, kind of a good mix of West Coast all the way up and down the West Coast. Uh, she has like some little uh, AKAs, Miss Bounce Out for the Lord. <laughs> she She's like the... She calls herself the Holy Hood Trophy. Uh, she represents the Inland Empire, but it's really the Riv. And if you're from the Inland Empire, you know what the Riv is, Riverside. But I want to welcome to the Street Gospel Podcast, Kiaja. Thank you for having me. How you doing? I'm good. I'm blessed. How are you? I'm doing good. Amen. So I found you on, uh, you know, I was on the gram. You know what I mean? And I, I wasn't creeping or anything like that. I was scrolling, right? And it, it, and I saw this clip that kind of kind of went viral, right? Yeah. I mean, and it was you uh, uh, rapping over a beat. Uh, it looked like a, a setting kind of like this. And, 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 and it hit. Yeah. I yeah. mean, how did that come about? Um, I was invited to do um, a performance at the L.A. Corner Store. And um, I just had two... I, chose from two beats two instrumentals um sugar free and rj from la and i had those two clash and i just wrote to it and then i went over there and laid it and that was that okay so one shot you laid it um i laid it in one shot but i wanted to redo it to have my energy up so i redid it so i okay. was able to have you know more energy so realistically you were like one shot but let me do it one more time because yeah. i thought i could do better yeah okay okay because a lot of times people are uh, I mean, they see stuff like that, and I, I know a little about music and hip hop, and sometimes it'll be recorded like three or four times so yeah. they get it right, <laughs> and then. But that's that's dope. I yeah. mean, did you expect it was going to get that much traction? Um, no, but that's what happens with all of my videos. I just expect them to be posted, and then the ones I least expect are the ones that get the most views and the most interaction. So it's weird. Me and Cam say that about the podcast. Like sometimes <laughs> we're like that podcast was a banger and the guest leaves and we're like, it's let's drop that thing. It's going to be great. And then it's like, uh, it's not that many uh, views as we thought. Let's yeah. just say it like that. And then there's sometimes we're like, yeah, that was solid. That was a good one. And we put it out and then people just like, that was amazing. 
And I get all these messages and it just blows up. And I'm like, I can't believe that. Like how did I had people come in here with no Instagram and tell their story. And then it just, it goes crazy. So I, it's, it's weird how the algorithm or whatever, how it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we live in an era where a female or anybody could just get on the gram, post a video and then it blows up. And that seems to be, that seems to be working for you. Uh, yeah, but I, I mainly think because I think this is like what God's doing because um, there's many people, and this is like no shade to like the other people who are on the L.A. corner store, but or like just to like boast about the views, but we see where God is. Mm. And I was the first person to reach over a million views on that platform. So it just shows like, for one, how the Lord is using me because there's many people in there who aren't followers of Christ and we're like, okay, like, I think I can, you know, there's even pe- like a person who said. I saw there, the comments. Yeah, um, a person I actually used to listen to. He's a rapper from L.A. He was just saying, like, turn me straight to a believer. I, like, I saw that. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> it's, so it's stuff like that. Yeah. People like, people can be touched, especially yeah. um, coming on different platforms and stuff like that. So it's just a blessing to be used. So I, I think the the biggest thing is that in in CHH or Christian hip hop, right? Um, which, which you're, but you don't really back away from that. Like you get some church rappers, Christian rappers, right? And mm-hmm. they kind of like pull away from being labeled like a Christian hip hop artist, right? Yeah. And I think you don't, you don't ever get away from that. But I think in that same realm, there's not too many like female dope Christian yeah. hip hop artists that you can point to and say oh yeah she like that one like, yeah right am i am i right or am i wrong on that i mean it's not many there's a few that um that i think are dope um like thailand um childlike cc uh kid lee those are a few that i've listened to and i think are dope dizzy live it's a few but it's like it's a handful. It's not yeah it's not many right. everything's so male dominated so it's not many right i think it well, the thing that sucks for for females is that a dude can come out and not be that dope and then get play. Yeah, but a female has to let's be honest. The female has to look good and be dope, right? Yeah. And then she gets play. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of like a it's a double standard. Yeah, that's, that's how the world is now, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but I think I thought it was dope because. I think Christian hip hop overall, I think it's uh, it's come a long way. Definitely. Right. I think uh, for a long time, the Christian hip hop scene kind of settled on, you know, there was a few guys that were good. We know we know who they are mm-hmm. and they're out there. But they, there was always like, a, oh, that's good or that's pretty good. Or they would take like uh, a worldly song and try to make it a Christian song and just mm-hmm. change the lyrics here and there. But now I think it's like a whole nother era where like there is a lane for like Christian hip hop artists. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, I think it's like different sounds now. I feel like people have put Christian rap in a box. So it's like people hear a song, especially like older Christian rap and already know it's Christian rap. But now in this new generation, especially with young Christian artists, everybody has their own different sound. So it's like when you first hear it, you won't think it's a Christian sound until or a song until you're actually listening to the lyrics. So I think like, it has came a long way and it's good because it's a, a way to touch the younger generation. Yeah. I think, uh, it gives a lot of motivation to them because I think right now, like hip hop's not even like, I mean, when I was growing up, like, you know, it was 
NWA. It was it was it was it was rough and it was like a street, but it was more of a street story. I'm not trying to justify that. Right? Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to say it was more like a street story. And then it was, you know, and then it like now though, and, and there was conscious rap too. And then now it's like it's like perversion rap. Yeah. Right? I mean it's it's either drugs or it's perversion. And it, it's so and it's and you see little kids singing like the lyrics and you're like, man, like it's not even like like a, like a slick Rick or like right. a children's story where you're like, you're like, okay, he can sing that song. That's not a big deal. But now it's like, a like it's foul. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately. So, so we need more Christian hip hop artists. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And we need more because, uh, good ones. Yes. More good <laughs> ones. Um, but just to touch, t- touch topic on like what the children listen to, especially like younger children. It's also about, what they're seeing and being raised around Mm. because a child is going to do what they see. So it's also about how they're raised, how they are being raised. That plays a big part because a child is not going to listen or repeat lyrics to a song unless that song is being played around them multiple times Mm. by the people that they're, you know, being around. So, yeah. 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 I've, I've seen some videos and I'm just like, man, that's, that's Cam. Who was that? Uh, that little kid, man, he was like crazy. He was listening to, uh, remember, he was getting all crazy and everything. But well, what song was he listening to? Uh, I forgot. I know the video, but anyways, the kid. No, it was. Uh, he was in jail for a long time. Then he got out. Uh, yeah, Bobby Smurder song. Remember that little kid? There was a there was a Bobby Smurder that his famous song, right? And then the kid was singing the whole lyric, shooting, took off his shirt. And I was like. Yeah, man, this is, where is that kid at now? That was like six, seven years ago. I, I was like, man, where's that kid at now? Like that's, but, but you're right. It was the people around him. Mm-hmm. It was the influence around him that they, who was playing that song for that kid? Right. I mean, there was times when I was playing music and uh, my daughter was probably, shouldn't be listening to yeah. stuff, you know, and I, and I, I regret it, yeah. but it's true. I mean, it, it is the influence that we have uh, upon the kids. Yeah, Definitely. So where does uh, Yaja's story start? Um, well, let's go back a little bit. Yeah, let's uh, go back, not way back, but <laughs> back. Uh, pretty much, I got. I've been saved a year now. Um, before I got saved, a year. Yeah, last year of twenty twenty two. Okay. Well, technically, well, last year was twenty three now, but yeah. it was the year of twenty twenty two in December. Okay. Yeah. So um. I was pretty much just, I was a, a a lover of money. Like, I loved money. And um, I had an addiction to weed. Mm. Um, I used to be, I, I've always made music, so I used to make secular music at the time. And then just doing things that a young person would be doing at that, well, uh, typically what we see nowadays is what all young people do is what I was doing. So... Until I was just kind of like fed up with what I was doing only because how I was living, I knew that it wasn't pleasing to God. I was just always trying to justify my sin Mm. with things that I seen other people doing or things that I didn't technically see in the Bible. But it was saying in the Bible how it says to be sober and vigilant. I would always go, well, it doesn't say anything about smoking weed, so I think I'm cool. But it definitely speaks about being sober and vigilant. And when you're high off weed, you're not sober. Right. And you're not vigilant because you are not sober. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I was um, 
just doing those things and um did was, you have did you prior to giving your life surrendering your life to christ did you have like a an early foundation in him or, or did anybody tell you are you, you you know um so i wasn't raised in the church but i was raised to know god to a certain extent i went to church um it was never like consistently every sunday but i did um go to church um I went to a youth group consistently, like, every week when I was, like, in ninth or 10th grade. I went to a youth group. It happened, like, every Wednesday night and stuff like that. I had got baptized um, when I was in that youth group. But it was never, like, consistently going to church or, you know, reading the Bible. I think I read, like, a children's Bible when I was younger. But it was nothing really consistent. Was your family believers? Um. They, just they believe in God, but they don't follow God. Got it. So I'm the first person out of my family to not only believe wow. in, but follow. So, yeah. So you're the pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's dope. I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's like my grandmother. She came to the Lord first, and then the whole family followed after her. Praise God. And, I, and it was late in life for her, but it was still it was early for me. Right. right. I mean, that's, that's dope to be that person that shines light that makes a difference. Exactly. And, exactly. So... You get to ninth, tenth grade, and you decide like, "Hey, uh, this ain't the life for me. I wanna, well, I wanna wild out a little bit." It wasn't really. It's the life for me. It's only I was just going to youth group one time out of the week, so it's like just a thing to do. Yeah, and okay. all my cousins went, my sisters went, and we had friends there, and it was fun. Like you know, but at that time, I had no thought or idea of I'm going to fully follow God because I don't even think I thought about anything like that at that age. Yeah. But, um, I did want to get baptized and I did. And then grew, was just growing up and, you know, that kind of put that to the back of my mind. Just, you know, I got baptized and went about, you know, went about my life pretty much. When, when did like weed and partying kind of, kind of come onto the scene for you? Well, I wasn't really a big partier only because I've always been like an introvert. I've went, but it's not my type of scene. Okay. I started going when I was in middle school, and that's when I learned that, okay, it's cool, but <laughs> it's just too it's too much, too many people. But I did go. Um, I, I, I find it fascinating that you said you're an introvert. Yeah. Yeah, people always think like I'm just, you know, but I'm just a chill, you know. Just chill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, so I, when you rap. Yeah. <laughs> well, not right. I'm an extrovert. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, I started going to parties when I was in, like, in seventh grade, sixth grade, probably. Um, went, to, went in college and stuff like that, but I was only going because I was with my friends and stuff like that. But um, I think I first smoked when I was 16, but it wasn't, like, an everyday type of thing. And uh, it became a habit, I think. After I had stopped smoking after a while, and then um, when I was in college, I smoked with my roommates a few times, and then when I came home from college, that's when it became a habit. Mm. That's when I started to smoke weed, and then I began to buy it a lot, Ugh. like every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, and so, you know, a lot of people say, I mean, there's even people at church that say weed's not bad. They say that, and I, I don't know the verse by heart, but it's somewhere in the Bible where it says something about um, herbs. 
And um, I don't know if it said to eat it or something like that. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but they just try to justify their sin, but that's just being deceived by the enemy. Yeah, because I think when you're smoking weed, as much as you say that you're in your right frame of mind, you're not. Right. Because if you were, then why would you smoke it? Right. You're, 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 you're trying to get away from something or relax, whatever the excuse they make. But it does uh, open up some doors, right? Yeah, it definitely does. And people have to realize we didn't come into this world high. We didn't come into this world drunk. And when we leave, we're not going to be that. Because when we face God, it's, we're going to be sober. It's going to be us and him. No weed, no money, no no alcohol. You and him, that's it. Because there's a lot of people that, that, that uh, they call it self-medicate. But it's mm-hmm. just, it's getting high. And whether it's weed, alcohol, prescription drugs nowadays, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's a it's a road that leads to destruction, right. right? I mean, if you're buying weed, you're you're supporting somebody, and they're making money, and they're they ain't doing right by it. Right. You're, you're getting high, you're not sober, and so it's leading you down an avenue. And even if you decide, I'm just going to smoke weed for the rest of my life, but you're like you said earlier, you're influencing some kid that sees you smoke weed and then decides. Well, weed's not enough. Right. I need something else. Exactly. And honestly, they are self they are self medicating. They're self medicating their flesh though. Mm. When we're supposed to be feeding our spirit, you are what you feed. So when you feed your flesh, you're gonna be, you know, you have no reason to want to follow God or you know, even though some people, you know, they still struggle with it, but they know that they want to be delivered from it. But I know the Bible says in Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So you are what you feed yourself. You feed your spirit. That's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to feed. We're supposed to feed our um, feed our spirit and walk with God. When we feed our spirit, we become wise. We have discernment. We have knowledge and understanding. When, we feed your, when you feed your flesh, you're doing nothing but walking in the world and not getting anywhere. You can be... You can be um, successful in the world but it does not compare to being successful in the spirit because you could be successful in this world and still go to hell but when you're successful in the spirit and go live eternally with god it that's not you know um, being successful in the world and going to hell is not beating that so so yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know what i know you know what i love about this is 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 i saw a video of you and you posted the the old you Mm-hmm. Right, getting high, flashing money, yeah, and, and I, I think that's a powerful testimony because it showed like, hey, this is where I came from. Exactly. I mean, was what was the intention in your heart with that post? It was to because a lot of people, a lot of people don't like to show that part. Yeah, right. It, they don't. They, they don't like to show, you know, who they used to be. It's like all about now. But you were like, yeah, let me show you who I used to be. Yeah. Um. So my intentions was basically to not only show where God has brought me from and that I am grateful that he brought me out of the pit that I was in, but it was to also also show people that I had the money, the weed, I had a foreign car at 18, and this is the stuff that people want in the world, and you have these things, and people think like, oh, okay, she popping, like, you know, she got it. When honestly you don't, people have all these things and still be lost, depressed, have anxiety, and they're not going anywhere in life where God intends us to go. Our flesh and ourselves, we can intend for ourselves to go a certain place, but it's not where God wants us to go. So it really doesn't mean anything. So my intentions were basically to show people that you can not only can 
you be in this situation and get saved, but that you can be in these situations and still not be at peace. You can't be at peace unless you have the Prince of Peace. It's not going to work if you don't have him. So that was my intentions with that post, and um, it touched many people. Some people, like, um, like I don't want to say went against it, but they thought, like, you know. Really? Yeah, They Why? some people, they think, um, well, you weren't lost. You just had money and smoked weed. Oh. And I was trying to tell them, like, sometimes a person is not going to look lost, but it's the mindset. If you, you, you have, it's going to start with your mindset because, like I said, or like the Bible says, when you're carnally minded, it says minded. Not when you are uh, fleshly or, you know, I don't know, but um, not when you are just walking in the flesh. Because we're going to walk in the flesh because that's what our, you know, we have, a, we have flesh. Yeah. But it says carnally minded. So it's all going to start in your mind. When you're moving off of your own thoughts, when you're moving off your own heart, that's what it's going to, you know. And some people, you know, they just didn't, they didn't think like I was lost because I had Thinks. money. Yeah. It's so crazy because it, and the Bible says that, you know, it's harder for a rich man to go, you know, to come to Christ than it is for a camel to go to the eye, to the eye of a needle. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, it, the word tells us there, it, it, it's almost harder when you have all those things to come to Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so I, I think their, their arguments kind of like, so you, there's only down and out people mm -hmm. that should come to Christ. You, you have to hit low or, People that have things or don't ever hit rock bottom, you know, like you're saying, you know, right. like it's still inside. Right. So when you acquired all these things, when you finally, I mean, I'm sure at, at some age you said, I want this, I want this, and I want that. Yeah. When you finally got those things, what were you thinking? Like, uh, how come I still feel what? Well, honestly, I didn't. Because when I had those things, I was having a ball. And this is just me being transparent i was having fun and like to this day i'm still grateful that i went through the experience because i learned but i was having the time of my life i was able to buy weed every day I how how were you able to buy weed every day because i was making money i you was, was yeah okay well you I said was, you went to college so i assume it was yeah, it was I, it was legal dough uh no okay <laughs> but i was still smart and i okay. still went to but this is after i came back from college but um so you put this you put the street knowledge with the school knowledge and then yeah okay. and yeah so i was making that i had a business and i was going to work okay. so i had money and that's when i became a lover of money having different incomes and being young and coming from poverty when you touch money, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, so it was definitely different. And I was having the time of my life. But it's not until. Sin, it, sin is fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it people is. are going to get mad. It is for a season, right? Yeah. It sin is, is fun. Yeah, it is fun. But once you come to realize what it is and you come, you be, you realize that and you learn that the wages of sin is death, mm -hmm. that's when it snaps in. But, yeah, it, it is fun to your flesh, but not to your spirit. Your spirit doesn't want it because it's doing evil against God. So now it's like I try to, you know, we have to stay, as, as, a follower, as a follower of Christ, we have to stay away from sin as much as we possibly can because we know that it's not pleasing to God and it hurts his heart once when we do evil against him. So, But at the time when I was lost, yeah, it was fun because, for one, I didn't, I didn't care. Mm. I didn't care, and I wasn't worried about God's feelings. That's what it was. And I was just worried about myself. So I was like enjoying the things that I had and not thinking about the mercy that God still had on my life then and now. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, 
it was a moment of a, a time in my life where I was having fun and pretty much just enjoying the things that I had. But it's not until God humbled me that I realized, like, okay. But I didn't know it was He humbled me until now, until I started walking in the Spirit, because I'm just like. I learned, that's a situation that I went through and I learned from, and I was like, dang, like, you know, I had all this stuff, and then a year or two later, I'm sleeping on my mom's couch. How, and, how did that happen? Well, pretty much, um, my family, we had lost a house that we were in. We had, like, a five-bedroom house, and this is the first time we ever had a house. So we had a five-bedroom house, and then, like, like two years later, um, we ended up losing the house and all the money I had saved up. Um, I was like uh, given to my parents because they were in a hotel and sleeping in their. My mom had a beauty supply shop, so they were sleeping in the side of the shop and stuff like that. And at the time, I was in a relationship, so I was at his house and I felt bad. I felt really bad, but there is no space for me in the hotel or like in the shop. So I was given um, helping my mom and my dad and giving them my savings money and stuff like that and. Um, after they did end up finding a new place and I was able to move back in with them, it wasn't enough room for all of us. It's five five kids, it's five of us, so it wasn't enough room for all of us. So I was humble, sleeping on the couch, and then for a year, and then not having as much money as I had before because I stopped doing the things that I was doing. But it's like I was still smoking weed and stuff like that. So I hadn't fully changed. But I did want to grow a relationship with God. I just didn't know how. Because there was nobody in my family who had ever did it. So the situation humbled me a lot. And I'm glad that I went through it. Because I realized how prideful I was. And how I let money take control of who I was. And basically, like, I was posting it all on Instagram and taking pictures every picture i took i had money in it nine times out of ten Dang. yeah it was i just, think i i think pride and money is everybody's problem yeah i mean you know what i mean like that that when you get some money you automatically become prideful you really got to mm-hmm. check yourself and realize where did this money come from it 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 came from god this blessing came from god but to get prideful is like taking it to a whole nother level and there's something i mean the bible is clear on you know, you, you you get prideful, you're gonna fall yeah. eventually. Yeah. And, and and thankfully for some, such as yourself, it, it, it's a it's a wake up call. And uh, how did you finally say, okay, Lord, it's it's all yours? Um, December of 2022, I remember I was at work. I I used to work graveyard. Um, doing security and I was at we used to be like in this little booth I worked at like a, a HOA is like a one of the gated communities of all the homes so I was working there and I was in the booth one night and I remember I was on TikTok I never used to be on TikTok like that but I was on TikTok and I was scrolling I kept seeing all these things about Jesus and I'm like why is all this stuff on my phone on my for you page and it made me I sat back and I was just thinking like if I was to die that day I was going to hell. Like, I, I I, told myself that because it was the truth. I wasn't going to sugarcoat, oh, you're going to go to heaven. As in this community, I'm not going to say community, but in this world, we justify that everybody's going to heaven, and that is not the truth. Yeah. You, you, it's it's tough. You, yeah. You can go to, like, a family member's 
funeral. Me and my friend laugh about this. My friend Ralph, and and he he's he's from Pomona. He's from the hood, mm-hmm. right? And so there's times when we're like, man, like that dude that got killed or shot from the neighborhood. Yeah, he was my friend. Like we we were close, but and and, and everybody's like, wow, he's he's in heaven now. And you're thinking in your head, like, nah, man, that dude was. <laughs> Yeah. It was bad. He was dirty, you know. Like yeah. we we can't think like everybody's a good guy. And I think in, in funerals and things like that, everybody thinks like they were amazing. But mm-hmm. it, realistically, there's there's some bad people out there. Yeah, and I think uh, that's what the world like. That's what everybody thinks. Like everybody's going to heaven. At a um, at a every time you go to a funeral, it's always rest in peace. I know they shouldn't say you know rest in any other place, but it's just. You know, everybody's not going to heaven. Everybody, you know, isn't living a life that is pleasing to God. So why would God let them into his kingdom? And And it's a sad thing. We're not saying it out of like too bad for you or you're a bad person, but it's, it's, it's truth. It's out of love saying, Hey, this is truthful. This is, this is, there is an eternity and there's two places you can spend it in. Yeah. The truth hurts, but it's the truth. You know, um, the Bible says, you know, who won't make it into heaven. The Bible is clear on who will not be eternally in heaven. So, you know, I just, I, I'm just reading the Bible and sharing. So, but, um, yeah, so I had, uh, I was at work and I sat back and I thought, said that to myself because it was the truth and I didn't want to sugarcoat. And I was crying because I was just like, wow, like I got to change the way I'm living or, you know, it's bye-bye. Like, no man is promised tomorrow. So it's like, you're not even promised the next hour if we're being 100% honest. So, um, yeah, that night, I was like, okay, like, I want to change. I don't know how, but I want to. Um, I started, I didn't start reading the Bible right then and there or stop smoking. But I did start every night uh, writing down scriptures out of my daily devotional. I was reading it. And then I would write down a scripture that stuck out to me the most out of, like, the three then um I remember um not too long after I after that night I ended up going to the club and was just having the time of my life and <laughs> still smoking all this type of other stuff and then once like it hit like January uh, like December 27th I was like okay I'm gonna go with cold turkey from weed and which which is not easy I, I understand no I said the first what are you three. going through during those those days? Wanting to smoke really bad. The first three to five days is the hardest. But once you get past that, I was cool. Well, I'm not going to say for everybody because I know everybody's different. But once those, once it's like three to five days, it's cool. But December 27th, I lasted like two days because then New Year's came. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing nothing. Let me just smoke one more last time. Right. So I ended up smoking again and then... Um, I started January 2nd, and I lasted 81 days before falling short, before falling short. But that's because I um, I backtracked with people in my past, and that's why you have to be, you have to be cautious about who you hang around, um, because if they're not following God, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be the people that you hang around, because a person, whether it's a friendship, um, a partner relationship, anything, they're supposed to be pushing you towards God, not away from God. Because it just shows who's here to help and who's here to just have fun with you. And fun doesn't last forever. So, um, yeah. I love that you're saying that it was it was 
an, an encounter mm-hmm. that you felt God in your life and you were trying to make the change, but it was a process. Yeah. And I think some people, you know, I think I talked about this on one of the, one of the other podcasts, like people have to understand sometimes you don't change overnight. There's people that automatically boom, they give their life to Jesus and they don't desire no weed, no alcohol, no, no partying instant, you know, mm-hmm. instant change. Right. Yeah. And then there's people that it might take a little bit of time. It might be a little bit of a process. And, and a lot of people don't, don't want to make the change because they think they have to change instantly. Yeah. Um, you don't clean yourself. You come to Jesus and allow him to clean you. But one thing I like to tell people is when I came to God, I was praying for deliverance. I wanted to be delivered from weed and delivered from anything that was hindering me from growing in his presence. So I asked for deliverance, but you also have to realize when you come to God and you ask for deliverance, you also need to put forth the effort. That's why I went cold turkey, because I could have just continued to smoke and pray, hey, God, deliver me. I don't want to do this anymore. But if you're not putting forth the effort, you're showing God that you want it, but you don't want it as much as he wants it. So I put forth the effort and I went cold turkey and he did the rest because he he see, he sees our effort that we put in. So he seen my effort. And how I went cold turkey because I didn't want to smoke anymore, and it went so from you, there. So you put the works in the faith. Yes, right. Because faith, faith without, without works yes. is nothing. Yes, it's, it's dead. Yes, right. I think a lot of people forget about the works part. Mm-hmm. They, they want to believe, and they and they and they, and they might truly believe that God's going to touch them, that God's going to heal them, and God's like, hey man, I'm going to do like ninety five percent of the work. That five percent you got to do. You yeah. got to show up. You got to show out. Exactly. You got to do your thing. I think a lot of people forget that. Hey, it, it it's it's a two way street here. Like exactly. God's gonna do His part, but you got to do your part. Exactly. They just expect God to snap, <laughs> and then you know, and He can do it. Like you said, like yeah. some people who actually like you know they have an encounter with God, and the next day they just on it. But it's like it's still gonna come to a place where you're gonna have to put forth the effort, and you know, meet God halfway, and not just allow Him to just do everything. Because if that was the case, then we would all go to heaven if we didn't have to do the will of God. You feel me? So, um, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's a process, but you have to also put forth the effort, like reading your word, praying, fasting. That's, that's putting forth the effort, um, spreading the word, putting forth the effort to do, live a life that is pleasing to God and do his will. So, so I, w- I would say this. A young girl such as young lady, let's say that, right? young lady. Uh, talented, you know, uh, got a lot of things going on for you. I would think that the world would probably tell you, well, what, why, why are you a Christian hip hop artist? Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, 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 they would say that like you're, you're, you know, why are you a Christian hip hop artist? Well, or how I'm, did you become a Christian hip hop artist? What, what, where was that? What drove you to that first? Okay. So. During late December when I had, you know, told myself, like, okay, I want to live a life that's pleasing to God. Like, a few weeks later, I had wrote, this is my first uh, song I had ever dropped in last year. I had wrote, like, not even 16 bars, it was 12. I wrote, like, a little freestyle. And I remember December 26th or 27th, I posted on Instagram. And I was talking about how I wanted to live a life. You know, I was saying like I was done with what I was doing and there is no point to live a life in private that's pleasing to God but still rap about the same things that I was so I posted like 12 bars but I didn't write to it again like I left it alone I didn't 
I didn't want to, for one, I never heard a Christian rap until I had seen a video on TikTok, um, which was random because it had never popped up before. So, um, yeah, some time passed and I did not write to it until, um, my god mom had brought it up like, hey, are you going to finish the song? And I'm like, you know, I will eventually, but I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do Christian rap, but I think. But you were, you were already a rapper. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. So you were doing your thing. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't like consistent with it. Um, Cause you seem pretty polished. Yeah. So okay. So you had a little a little bit going on before you gave your life to Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was mostly just posting like freestyle videos, but it wasn't like too much music for real. But um, yeah, I didn't want to do a uh, Christian rap at all. Um, it was one day I actually started thinking about like the hate that had come with it and how uh, the devil's gonna try to attack me, you know, in the in the industry because. Of what I'm doing So I was just like No I'm not gonna do it I'm just gonna you know Have my relationship with God But And then I had seen that video And I thought it was like God told me like You know I had never seen Christian rap And it just so happened That that video pops up Where I see it for the first time So I'm like Alright you know What was it? It was a I think it was Childlike CC Okay uh, One of her videos But um That's when I was like Okay you know, we all try it, but I didn't want to do it at all. I think it's amazing that you, it's only been a year. Yeah. You didn't want to try it at all. And you, you blew up on, on the gram and, and TikTok, right? Yeah. And, and these places, you have like a couple, 80, 90,000 followers, something in there. Uh, I think I have like 70 on Instagram and like 90 on TikTok, I think. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's crazy. So within a year, you, you've given your life to the Lord. You, you let him work through you. It seems like you know your word pretty good. You're quoting scripture for somebody that never grew up in church. And then you decide you're going to be a Christian hip hop artist. And you've had some some good success. Yeah. I mean, a lot of good traction. All glory be to God. Right. All glory. And so I I, th- I think that's a trip. Like it just within one year, it's it, that's a huge transformation in one year. Yeah, it is. But it just shows how the Lord can use a person, especially from where I come from, and how he can use a person for his glory and uh, elevate that person. But um, when a person is elevated um, for God's glory, we have to remember that we are always in the flesh, but to stay humble, to pray against pride, to pray against um personal glory and personal gain because we're still in the flesh so that that can happen and it can happen to a lot of christian artists or christian influencers who are elevated you know they begin to walk in the flesh and that's why it's important to not take advantage of what god is using you with or blessing you with but to go to him even more in the bible it talks about when jesus um, i believe in luke it talks about when jesus began to be more popular because of the healings and stuff that he was doing he went in um in, in solitude and prayed because, you know, more people, he's getting more attention and, you know, stuff like that. And Jesus even said himself, like, he didn't come um, to be to to be glorified, but to all to, to give God all the glory. So it's like um, in these situations or in these um, these times where God is elevating us, it's important that we don't lose focus because it's so easy too, and um, that we stay rooted in the word, that we stay rooted in God and know that this is for his glory and we are doing this for him but a person can be 
can fall easily into the, into the into a trap of the enemy and allow pride and all these type of other things to get to their heads. Because I think uh, hip hop overall is a is a competitive thing. Yeah. Right. It it, it is. It's yeah. it's a com- it's in the world. It's very competitive, and mm-hmm. that competitiveness. I mean, there's there's healthy competitiveness. I'm sure somebody drops a bar. Hey, can you can you drop you know mm-hmm. can you uh, drops a verse? Can you drop a verse on this? You're gonna listen to that first verse and be like, oh, I got to turn it up here because yeah. that she killed it or right. he killed it, right? But I think it, it does bring up uh, uh, pride. It does bring up a sense mm-hmm. of like I'm better, and and then you and, and when you're rapping for Christ and you're rapping with a message, it can distort that message where it's about yourself and mm-hmm. it's not about him, right? Exactly, and it's like. Um, pride can push a, a person to compromise and to conform to the world easily without even a person even realizing it. People have to realize that there are worldly desires in your heart that you may not even know of. And that's why it's important to pray against those things because you can have pride in your heart and not even think it or know it, but it's there. So that's why it's important that we pray against those things. I wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Elevate Ministries. Elevate Ministries is an authentic, passionate, and innovative church in the heart of Orange County, California. They strive to make their services welcoming and encouraging by intentionally engaging you in all senses to stimulate a spiritual hunger. If you're looking for a great church that's on a mission to change the world one person at a time, I encourage you to check them out at www.elevateministries.com and on Instagram at Elevate Ministries. I think you have a great head on your shoulder. Thank you. And I think that um, you have a great message, particularly for young girls. Mm -hmm. How much does that drive you when you're making your posts, when you're making a song? I, I, I mean, I know it's coming from your heart, but are you thinking about young girls are, are the girl you used to be and she's watching your videos now um i really don't think about myself i um i mainly think about how this is going to touch somebody else and surprisingly there are not only young people touched but there are and this surprised me to this day like this is a big surprise that men grown men are listen to my music and are touched but even like young young boys, like because many men and young boys don't listen to female rappers. They don't listen to females at all, for real. And so it's just it's just like it's a blessing that I'm not only touching young girls, but I'm touching males as well. So it's just it's a blessing. And then I get many messages like you know like your music is inspiring like people at um text me asking about the bible asking me how did they grow a relationship with god like it's just all a blessing because it shows me that I'm doing something right because the enemy has tried to attack me multiple times and me think like oh I'm not supposed to do this because there's many people who says christian rappers of the devil this is not pleasing to god and this that and the third so crazy yeah so and I let those things get to my head like I used to respond to hate comments because I'm just like, all right, you know, we not, you know, people yeah. tell me I'm going to hell, all type of stuff right. like, you know, people, they downplay Christian rap because of the beats. The beats are secular and all type of stuff like that. The frequencies and all type of stuff <laughs> like, but they have to realize yeah. young people are getting touched and, right. and coming to God. So that's not what the devil wants. So how is this pleasing to the devil and not to God? I, th- I think it, 
what what's a trip is that music wasn't created by the devil. Exactly. It was stolen by him. Exactly. Right? M- music's created to worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for, for for our enjoyment, of course, it's 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 great. It's mm-hmm. a good song hearing a good song, it makes you feel good. I mean, it's just part of life. But I think when Christians get so religious, religious, yeah, right? Pharisees. That, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And so they come against like somebody like yourself. And and when I see and I'm older. Mm-hmm. So I'm not one of these old old dudes that are sitting back and like, oh, yeah, back in my day, and we didn't do that, and da-da-da-da. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where I see a young person like yourself, and I'm like, yeah, that's dope. Like, I can see where God can use her. And then exactly. I see, like, videos of your shows and stuff, and I'm seeing the kids in the audience. Exactly. And I'm like, young people in the audience, right? And I'm like, look, how could you say this is this is a negative thing for the church? I mean, and what are they supposed to listen to? You know, everybody's not, you know going to be able to listen to Hillsong every day or be attracted to that. It's just not who they are. It doesn't mean nothing bad by them. Mm-hmm. It just means it's not their thing. You know, same, like, I, I look at Cam, same thing. Like, his his style of music is different, you know, and he, but that's what he likes. Exactly. And so there's a, like, the body. We're all, we're all different parts, right? And so when I see you, I think, like, hey, this is touching somebody. This is, this is, God's using this music, like, what is wrong with that? Exactly. Um, I think people fail to realize that the devil has perverted everything. Yeah. Club, you that's that's like he perverted the church because it's, it's like they're they're praising somebody. It's not God, but they're in the listening music, you know, dancing, clapping, but they're praising the devil. You have the um, the devil perverted sex. It wasn't meant to be just nope. for people to have fornication to do, you know, just be fornicating. It was meant for marriage. That was perverted. Like they have to realize, like he perverted everything in order to 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 kill, um, to lie, kill, and destroy. Whatever the um, I forgot the kill. verse, but to kill, uh, steal, steal, and destroy. destroy. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's all right. You only been saved one year, but I'm impressed anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, that you know that was his, that's his plan. So that's how that's how he deceives people and you know gets in their mind and and you know pushes them to follow their hearts. Where the Bible doesn't say anything about following your hearts, he says follow me. So yeah, I, I seen you did a song and it it was a uh, it was a love song. Yeah, I thought that was pretty genius because it was it was funny because you put it on an album, but I and, and I and I could see where. The Pharisee type Christians are going to go like, well, what is she talking about? And I was like, she's talking about falling in love, you know, in, in, in the right way mm-hmm. with a with a with an, a male believer, right. of course. Like, and she put it, she put, like, she put it out as a song. Mm-hmm. I, I, what was your motivation? What was your to to, to put that out? Because I thought that was pretty cool. Um, well, I'm a versatile artist. Um, guys, blessed me with versatility, so. I use that, you know, and with, you know, when I drop love songs, people think of it as, oh, this isn't, but if that's the case, then there wouldn't be a such thing as godly, you know, marriages and stuff like that. So people, you know, they try to think of it. I don't know what they think of it, but they just have like a, some, some people, not all, not all, but they have like a negative, like, um, negative opinions on it just because it is love, but they have to realize like God created God created love. God is love. You know, there's a such thing as godly marriages. There's a such there's a such thing as courting. You know, in the process, you're of gonna fall married. in love. Exactly, and you know, I make music about that because there are people who are who want to be, who are. So I make music that people can listen to, 
and it not be perverted and you know stuff like that so right because i think one of your lines was like i really like you but i'm, I'm not lusting yeah right? yeah there is there is people think of uh when you're attracted to someone that it's all just lustful there is there is uh, you can be attracted to somebody like just like oh a person is handsome and and that be it. But then you can also be lusting over a person, and I think that's where people like they kind of like step away from like oh I don't want to because they think of everything as like a lustful right. type of way when it could be something that that is unharmful. There is a line to be drawn there. Yeah, yeah exactly. But everybody's attracted to somebody. How, exactly. how would you meet your spouse? How do I met my spouse because I I like the way she looked. Exactly. And we were in church and I said, "Oh, I like the way she looks." You know, and and I can see as, you know, uh, an an artist saying, "Hey, I'm going to write about this." Right. It's it's, it, it's reality. Exactly. And I I also, I learned that there aren't many Christian rappers who make love songs. There are Christian um, R&B singers who, of course, that's what they um, they make music about. Like, um, there's a, rap, a singer called Uninvi- Uninvited, and he makes, like, basically, like, Christian love songs, but he's singing. But there aren't many rappers who, um, who rap about, like, godly marriages and love songs. So, you know, I took the chance like okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do yeah. that you know it's, it's not it's not harmful i'm not doing anything wrong the you know first corinthians speaks about you know love and stuff like that ephesians speaks about love right. and stuff like that so and so I, so is there is there a guy that you're writing that to no okay no i'm a i'm a good storyteller Just, like not liar but like i can tell stories like and people will think like oh who is she who is she writing about like no i'm just i'm just writing okay <laughs> just in case every some you're single yeah okay just just for all those single brothers out there yeah. that are watching this you know they they, they, they they might have a chance uh if it's in god's will <laughs> If it's in God's will. Hey, you, you, you're the one writing that story. Yeah. So the, those single brothers out there are going to be like, oh, okay, that's what she likes. You know, they're <laughs> listening to the song every day. So when they finally meet you, they're trying to, you know, trying to, what <laughs> is it? What, what, they, what is it called, Cam? <laughs> the, the Riz? Oh. <laughs> so, my bad. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, so you're out there. You're doing shows now. Yeah. You came out with an EP, uh, I think it was in September, right? Uh, No, I dropped it August 24th on my birthday. August 24th. Yeah. Right. yeah. August, baby. Cam's August, baby, too. Uh, You dropped you dropped the album. It's uh EP. Yeah. How many songs were on it? Five. Five songs. Yeah. Uh, Ghetto Gospel. From the in- Inland, I mean, that sounds one. familiar. The street gospel over here. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's dope. <laughs> I love that. You know, uh, how did that come about? Um, I want to say the title had just came to me. I was just like, "Ghetto Gospel" from the uh, I forgot, I forgot the um other ones because I'm so stuck on like what the title is now. But uh, I definitely just want to drop a project. I felt like I had I had already dropped like eight songs. I was dropping like. Almost every month, I thought I dropped one month, three weeks back to back. Like I was dropping a lot. I said, "Okay, it's time for a little project." And I was like, "Okay, we just gonna drop a little EP on my birthday." I wanted to do it way before, but it just wasn't the time. Um, it never like went through, so it wasn't the t- it wasn't God's timing then. But I dropped it on my birthday, and I titled it Volume One as well because I want to do volumes. I don't see many people doing volumes these days anymore, so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do volumes with that." And um, yeah, that's how pretty much it went about. 
and it got it, it got received pretty well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and you released it independently. Uh, yes. Independently, I mean, you got a manager, Dave, back there. Yes. He's giving me the eye. You know what I mean? He's shaking his head like. <laughs> but you're not signed to anybody right now. No, I and, just have a team, Dave, and um, my other engineer, Lathan. They help me. Is it necessary nowadays to to be signed to a label? Is it worth it? No. Um, personally, me, no. Um, if it's in God's will for me to, then I'll do it. But I hope I hope not. But um, I feel like I don't have to spread the word of God through my music and be signed. I could do that independently. Um, the money it will God will bless me. He'll take care of me. He's a provider. Um, I don't. People think about like oh. You know, it's a good business move and stuff like that. But it's I'm a follower before I'm a artist. So that matters before the business moves of being an artist at the end of the day. Like, God, like I said, God is going to provide whatever I need. He is going to provide. I'm not worried about the money and stuff like that. Like, I still work. So you, um, I'm not really like so so stressed about it like you know one day i hope that god does bless me to just be full in ministry and i'll be fully provided or taken care of by him and you know through my music and stuff like that but um i just feel like uh being signed i don't know i feel like it's kind of pointless like because you can yeah, because then you're like somebody's in charge of, of, yeah, of you like, or telling you how to go or hey do, you when drive do a song th- with this person or go yeah. on tour here or hey we got to recoup the money we gave you to make this album right, right? like it's, i said like if it's in god's will for me to sign then that's when i'll do it but i mean i'm blessed i have i have my team like i said dave and Lathan. they helped me they've been helping me throughout this whole year and they have been a great help because they're, they don't look at me as like a dollar sign. They just, they literally help me. And Dave is also, he follows God. So it's like he gives me words of wisdom, which is really helpful. Because also being the only person in my family, it's like, dang, I can't, you know, get the words of wisdom at least like in, in a biblical way. Godly word, yeah. You know, so Dave is really helpful. He tells me to fast. He tells me to continue to pray, um, take breaks from music when I need to, to just focus on God. So it's really helpful. Yeah, I think... Uh I think the the, the the label thing got, in a way, it's good because mm-hmm. it, it got squashed and it doesn't have anything holding over your head and you can, you're can you independent to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I, I think that you've come a long, a long way in a short period of time where it's like you garnered that following. Right? Yeah. You, you have people that are, are want to book you. And how have the shows been? How, how have how have the bookings went? I mean, are, are you like, like, this is crazy. Like, people know who I am. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm a really a introverted person. So doing the shows, I was really it's nervous. It's crazy to me that you say that. Yeah. I get it. But um, you're a different person when you get on stage. <laughs> yeah. So my first show was with Miles Minnick at the... Um, a whole diff- a whole lot of other artists, but it was um Which is a well known artist yeah. right now, right? He's hot. Yeah. Um he had me open and I didn't know that until the day of the show and I was like, Oh my goodness, like I'm opening. I was I was ten times more nervous than what I already was, but it was a lot of people there and once I got on there, I just went on there and I was just being me. I was just com- I you know, try to be as comfortable as possible and not be as nervous. Um I lost taste in my mouth a few times just because I needed a water <laughs> bottle, but other than that it was fun and it um it kind of broke off a shell for the next show I had did, which was like 2 3 weeks later. 
and um, it was a smaller venue, but it was fun. And it's just, um, it was fun meeting a whole lot of people um, and taking pictures with them and just, you know, seeing people in person tell me like, oh my gosh, your music inspires me. It's so good to just um, um, listen to a female artist that makes this type of music that I like. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a great experience meeting everybody and yeah, I like it. What would you say your style is? I mean, who who are your like influences? I mean, no one, no one, no one. Because you're like, yeah, I was, I, I mean, I gave a little bit of like, you know, I, I, I felt that sugar free, yeah, style. And then I really felt some of your songs like the hyphy style. Like it's like you know, I just see like forty, you know, like yeah. just like that Bay Area style. It's it's. It's crazy that you have those that mix, and then you're from the IE. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a style from IE too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I always, I you know, before I came to God, there's people that I liked, like female rappers that I liked and listened to, but nobody inspired my sound. Nobody inspired like the look I go for as an artist. It's just me. It's just me. If I, you know, like I said, like I'm versatile with my music. So if I like a beat, then I'm gonna write to it, and it's just gonna be that. But I don't know. I just try to. I, I'm I'm just myself. Do you write all your own music? Yeah. Okay, that's that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Because there's a lot of female artists out there that that somebody writes all their 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 music for them. Oh no. So you're led you're, by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's my writer, but like. So you're a real MC. Yeah. Okay, because you, you ain't a real MC if you don't write your own songs. Oh, no, I write my own songs. I mean, it'd be sometimes where I wish I had a writer because I don't feel like <laughs> writing, but no, I write my own do, songs. Do you get writer's block? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, oh, uh, it's the worst. Um, it's crazy because when I was in the world, I used to have writer's block like crazy. Like, I'm telling you, it was really bad. And now I only get writer's block when it's not the time for me to write because I need to be in the word. And also, there was times like... um. Last year, in the beginning of the year, like, um, when I was just, like, on fire, like, with writing, um, it was time for me to take a break. Because one thing that we can do, being in our flesh, is we can give more time to the things that God has blessed us with and not Him. And I was writing more than I was in my word, and that was a problem. And when I'm not in my word more than I'm writing, I'll have writer's block. Mm. Which is good, because it it, tell, it shows me, like, okay... You're not supposed to be doing this right now. You're supposed to be in the Word. You're not outside. You're in the Word. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, I listen. <laughs> That's dope. So you you have a couple of AKs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where do they come from? And what are they? They just came out the blue. Like, both of those came out of the blue when I did the Super Hyphy, when I was writing to it. I was, I actually, I wanted to write to the Super Hyphy a minute ago, and I finally found the instrumental. I said, it's time. It's time. <laughs> but when I was writing, I was kind of like stuck because when I write, I'm picky on how it sounds, on what I say. I want every bar to be fire. So I was like, how should I start out? How should I? Like, I just didn't know. And then when I first, when I came up with the um, first bar, bouncing out the, um, I forgot what I said, um, Bible on my right side out this Honda, I'm hopping out. When I said bouncing out, I said, hmm, hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> Just bounce out for the Lord, and I was like, "Okay, that's different." And then when I was rapping, 
Holy Hood trophy just came about as well. Like, I was just riding, and it came about. And I said, okay, I'm sticking with these. And I still want to get those trademarked. I'm going to get those trademarked right. because I don't want anybody, like, taking that because. Well, we, put on, we put on tape right here. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. She's first one to have it. They came out the blue. But I'm, I'm glad that it came about because. What, okay, what, what is your definition of both those? Miss okay. Bounce Out for the Lord and the Holy Hood trophy. Uh, bouncing Out for the Lord is basically just. Bouncing out the whip and doing the will of God. Mm. That's what I, you know, that's my definition for it. For all you church folks, the whip is a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holy Hood trophy, that's the one, like, I don't really, some people um, call me that, but it's really Miss Bounce Out for the Lord because that's the one I say the most. But um, Holy Hood trophy, I just, for the one hood, coming from the hood, holy, walking, in, walking, you know, with the Lord now, and then trophy as something, somebody worthy to God. Like, God, that he... God sees who I am and it's not who I used to think I was, you know, as a person um, who, who used to be like insecure about some things and stuff like that. It's like God didn't never see me that way that, you know, he views me different than when I view myself. So um, I know people would always like, oh, she's calling herself the Holy Hood trophy. Like she's boasting. Like, no, it's not that mm. it's not that I have godly confidence. Right. I think, uh, yeah, there's a difference, right? Yeah. There's, there's pride and then there's confidence. Yeah. And I, I think there's a, there's, it's a matter of the heart, mm -hmm. right? And exactly. If you have the right heart, and it's confidence. Exactly. Like, I'm sure you had a hat. You weren't prideful at the at the mo opening up for miles, right? You were, no. But you're like, God, give me some confidence here. Because right. I, I need to be courageous and, exactly. and I, I need to have confidence. Exactly. Two different things. Exactly. Dope. I think a uh, couple of things. So... The girls out there, mm -hmm. obviously, they gravitate to you. They want to be like you. I mean, you're inspiring them. Uh, what is your message for the females out there that were that are, that are like you right now, or that were like you back in the day? You know, um, what what is your message for them? What are you trying to let them know? That they are worthy. Um, they are fearfully and wonderfully made, as the Bible says, and. There are many there are many women who look for a male's attention and they don't need a male's attention. Um, they don't need a male's love when God can give you a love that surpasses any person's love in this world. And yeah, just they don't have to seek attention from like on social media or anything like that. Like God will give them all that they need. Um, his love is unconditional. His mercies are new every day. And not just to females, but to anybody, male or female. Um, God, Jesus is all you need. He is literally all you need. And I think it's important that everybody knows that and they begin to believe that and understand, understand that. Because when you begin to understand that, it just allows you to push more to God, knowing how much he loves you and knowing what he did you know showing that he loves us like he went on the cross and died for our sins and at that time we weren't even born yet but you know it was already you know everything is already written but um yeah i just want people to know that and know that jesus is the way the truth and the life he's all that you need and you can come to him no matter what you have done there is no sin that's worse than the other or more worse than the other um and the Lord will forgive you. It says in the Bible that the only sin that's not that's won't be forgiven is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. But I think people they think like they're 
when they do things that they're too far gone, but you're never too far gone. Um, yeah, and Jesus saves, like your that's, picture says. That's it. Jesus <laughs> saves. Yeah. Let's go back to the Christian hip hop. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the best thing about Christian hip hop, and what do you see as the worst thing about Christian hip hop right now? Mm. In your opinion, the best and the worst. Um, I would say the worst thing is putting it in the box, having one sound, only saying scriptures. Like people think, like, oh, it's Christian rap. You need to say more scriptures when um, everything's not going to be said in Romans ten thirteen, Romans eight six. They're not going to, you know. Um, and the message can still be received by the lost souls who are receiving it and not saying to, um, compromise or conform to the world, but there are lyrics that can be said and still refer to that scripture, but not actually saying the scripture in the verse. But, um, I would say that's the worst part. The best part, the best part is influencing people to follow God through music. That's great. That's the best part. I love that. Yeah. So where do you see yourself at next year at this time? So you have two years under your belt. Mm. Where where would you like to be? Yeah, because I was going to say, like, I see myself where God sees me. But where I would like to be is. um, Like some goals that you set. It's really hard because I've, I've, I've. I've pushed towards the thought of only wanting to go where God wants me to go. But where I would want to be is just um, spiritually mature. Um, I want my growth to increase in God. Um, I would say more music dropping or out. And I'll be full, fully in ministry. I won't be working security. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, just um, pretty much like walking, walking stronger in my faith. And yeah, yeah, it's just it's not because it's not too much like I want for real. Like I just, you know, want to do the will of God. And yeah, I know he'll take care of me. So, you know, That's I don't so, really, you know, I feel that I, I, I like your story because I think. In, of course, it's it's what makes you. But I think you you said you came from nothing. Mm-hmm. Then you had something. Mm-hmm. Then it was nothing again. Mm-hmm. And then you found Jesus. Yep. So I think that that through all that, it's giving you a great perspective on, hey, whatever the Lord has for me. Right. If I if if this can be full time, great. I would love that. You know what I mean? But either way, I'm going to be taken care of. Exactly. Do you kind of look at your life and go, yeah, those why I went through this stuff is. Or was for a reason yeah it's definitely for a reason because i was able to experience not having it having it and then it still feel the same so it just shows like with god there's a difference but when you're without god and with poverty and when you're without god and have money it's still going to be the same just have money that's it and money can't do anything for you like the bible says that you're either going to serve you're going to either serve jesus or money 
and it refer I think it says mammon, but you know it's it's no in between. Um, the money is called the root of all evil for a reason. Like yeah, we needed to you know get stuff and get through life, but you don't need money to live. All you need is Jesus to live because He's gonna do the rest. He's gonna provide you with what you need and not with what with what you want. I love that. I appreciate you coming out. Thank you for the invite. Me and Cam do one last thing here. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's a little uh, it's what we call the Furious Five, mm-hmm. and we ask five furious questions. These short answers, but mm-hmm. fun answers. Question number one on the street gospel Furious Five: Saved or unsaved? Who's the best female rapper? I'm not talking about content because we, we we'll disagree with the content on whatever the rabbit. But who had who's the most talented, best female rapper? Lady London. Lady London. Mm-hmm. Yo, a lot of people say Lady London is like like undercover the best. She's not the most popular. Are, okay, are we going? Are we just going straight bars? Are, are we going off of them being like really famous and known? Nope. Okay. Straight bars. Lady London okay. and, and T Spokes. T Spokes. I'm yeah. not familiar with T Spokes. Yeah. But, but I I am I, I've heard She's a lyricist. I've heard some other people say Lady London. Yeah. Who was it? So a famous rapper re- recently said Lady London. I forgot. And he threw everybody off because I think they thought he was gonna say Cardi or or, no, or Nikki. No. And he was like, No, <laughs> Lady London. No. And everybody was like, What? Yeah, because she raps. I like people who rap and don't have to rap about their body or you know she raps so 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 you like substance yeah and good and i like lyricism yeah a lot. that's dope who what was the first rap song you heard that it's that you were like i'm sold like like i love that mm, i can't think of the first one but i definitely it was probably a yg song 400 <laughs> yeah yg or little wayne probably yg yeah uh, you know i'll tell you this about yg I-, I like what he said he's the f- he's the only one to make it out the west without dre's help i mean that's that's facts <laughs> everybody dre's help i mean let's say la area right yeah everybody dre dre's made yeah he's the only one that didn't make i, I guess would have been Nipsey too, but yeah, yeah, it's it's Nipsey was dope. He yeah, was dope. I think uh, yeah, it's true. Hey, YG, I like that. My wife's gonna like that too. She <laughs> she likes dance too. YG. All right. Question number three on the street gospel furious five: the best place to eat in the Riv. Uh, I'm gonna say. If not Hotlanta, I like Star Crab. Star Crab? Yeah. Where's that at? It's in Riverside by the Tyler. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I got a little spot in the Riv that I go to. Uh-huh. It's been a minute there. But you, you ain't from the Riv unless you went there. Johnny's. Never went. Uh, oh, my. Johnny's Burgers? Dave. I don't think I went. Is that... Okay, Dave, you got to take it to Johnny's. Okay, you go to Johnny's, you get a hamburger special. Mm-hmm. 
And if you're really hungry, you get the hamburger special and you get a pastrami. You could split it in half with Dave. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because it's big. Mm-hmm. But you got to go to Johnny's. Never been. I, I'm oh going to try it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, the crazy thing about Johnny's is this. Johnny's is on the corner. They got Farmer Boys right there. There's a McDonald's across the street. There's an In-N-Out. Mm. And if you go any time of the day, Johnny's is like oh, like run. It's a It looks run down. But mm. Johnny's is packed. There's a line outside of Johnny's. I love Johnny's. It's, it's kind of far from where I live now, but we used to frequent Johnny's all the time. <laughs> all right. Last question on the Street Gospel Furious 5. If you could take the place of one person for one day, who would it be? No one. Mm-mm. You just go with who you are. Yeah, I think if anything, I would, with the mindset I have now, I would go back to who I used to be and be more knowledgeable. But other than that, no one. So you would tell your your young self something. Yeah. Your younger self, yeah. I should say. <laughs> yeah. Hey, straightened up earlier. Yeah. You could have been. You could have been huge already. Yeah, but you know what. Everything happens for a reason. It's yep. all on God's timing. So at that time, it wasn't meant for me to follow God. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, the Lord's understanding is way higher than ours. So, you know, it happened when it was supposed to. Dope. I appreciate you coming out. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. I, I, I really feel uh, God has a plan for you. Thank you. And I really feel that you... You're doing it. Thank you. you know, and, Definitely and, and, pray the Lord prospers your podcast. I appreciate that, too. No problem. Where could they find you at? Um, on all platforms at I-M-K-E-I-J-A-H. K-E-Y-I-J-A-H. I believe my TikTok has a double H, so it'll be K-E-Y-I-J-A-H-H. And you, and you, and you have the, the name. Like, it's like... There's nobody out there that has that name, really. You know, it's like it, it, it's distinct. Yeah. So when they go look for you, they're gonna find you. Pick up, pick up your songs. Pick up your your EP. Yep. Booker for your your next event, right? She'll come out. Call Dave. Yeah. Dave will set that up for you. Booker, we appreciate you coming out. Thank you. Thank you guys. Love you guys out there. That's the end of this street gospel podcast episode number eighty three. We love you guys. We out.